number of texts I've been meaning to get to. Maybe I will at some point, but somebody tweeted a picture of a bumper of a bumper sticker they just saw. I saw a similar bumper sticker the other day. I saw a bumper sticker the other day and it said something like uh I don't own my cat, my cat owns me or something like that. And I just thought I make jokes about not liking cats. I'm I'm a dog person. I don't you know, I don't but I don't dislike cats, and I don't think you're a crazy person if you have a cat. That's but, a pleasant enough companion. But I'm not a cat person. But the the whole the whole, the kind of person that puts a bumper sticker on their car that their cat is their owner. Mm-hmm. What is that? What what is that? What is that personality? We and all... then this one got sent to us today. A cat owns me, and I vote on the on the back of their Prius. What um, is that? I don't know. I don't know. What does that mean? Just. The bragging about how your cat plays such a high role in your life. I just, I don't get that. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Each their own, yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know, uh, well, I tell you what, let's follow up on that. Somebody make a mental note. Cat bumper stickers. It's <laughs> not actually what the discussion is about, but why don't we stay on format here and take a fond look back at the week that was its cow clips of the week. Beautiful, lovely taxes. Uh-huh. You know that his cat had been making a mess and that he was skateboarding in the halls oh, and stealing Wi-Fi. I think that there's nobody in the country who knows better that he should not be president of the United States than Donald Trump. The president's every policy, including immigration, is to trying to drive a wedge between urban and suburban voters for Democrats. Nous partageons le douleur aujourd'hui que la cathédrale de Notre-Dame c'était. And the American people have got to conclude whether we think it is appropriate and what America is about to have three families owning more wealth than the bottom half of the American society, 160 million people. The people that you're pointing out in the pundit class, you have to stop thinking about Bernie Sanders as a factional candidate. You got another question? He's where the mainstream of the Democratic nominating electorate is. Tomorrow's release of the redacted version of the Mueller report is not the end. It's not even the beginning of the end. But it is the end of the beginning of the investigations of Donald Trump. That the Russian government sponsored efforts to illegally interfere with the 2016 presidential election, but did not find that the Trump campaign or other Americans colluded in those efforts. By being a boat host, the requirements, well, that you like to fish and you have a f-ing boat. So, uh, the cat uh, bumper sticker? Yeah, you know, it's funny. There are a number of topics these days, and they all have to do with, like, the anger and dysfunction of our society. And they have to do with how people identify, how, how they think of themselves, what's important to them. Who am I? Who are you? And obviously, there are some people who are so into being cat owners, they want to tell everybody in every car that goes close to them. Which is a little odd to me, but you know, I like my dog. I think of black labs. I'm in this but case, I, 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 I have a mixed race dog. He's a black lab and a border collie. 
Um, I think they're handsome dogs. I could guess I could see putting up a sign, no, but I, I got I guess doesn't rank that high. I've had dogs are attached to. I would never though want to to even joke about the dog runs my life. I just don't like that as a feeling. No. Or a joke it's or a story or a, a, a view of me. It's just, just weird. I don't get that. The, the, is that cute? Or I don't know. My dog, my cat controls me and I vote? <laughs> I is that know. what it said? I, I, uh, yeah. yeah. What the hell? My cat owns me and I vote. But I think it might be useful, because we've talked about this, that it was not very long ago at all that he, if you asked somebody, describe yourself... Um, from most important on down, however you want, you'd have somebody say, okay, I'm a, you know, in my case, I'm a, I'm a husband, I'm a dad, I'm a Christian, I'm a radio host, I'm a sports fan, I'm a blah, blah, blah. And you'd eventually, maybe, rank six, seven, eight, nine, ten to their politics. And these days... People often start with that. Number one, which is really, to my mind, not a healthy way to live your life, mostly because politics is so phony and stupid and full of lies. Um, so anyway, uh, I just I think it, it would be useful that everybody does that periodically and thinks about what it says about them and just thinks about the process of that. Well, the politics part aside, just culturally, since people are not... You know, uh, having sex anymore or all all the weird things that are going on. Mm -hmm. There's something that goes on with affluent, uh, mature, safe societies that that we're all studying and watching before our very eyes. It's really interesting. Yeah. And um, and and where we go as human beings when we don't have our base concerns that most of humanity has ever had survival. Right. Food. Right. That sort of thing. Which is closely related to the need for tribal affiliation. Yeah. We don't need a tribe to protect us. We don't need a tribe to get food. We don't, but, you know, so many people have dropped out of religion or, or, or civic organizations or whatever. But I've noticed this in my own life, and not to uh, turn this depressing for me or you, but uh, with my son being uh, in bad health and this dominating our, our, our lives outside of work, this takes up like all my time. And it's all very crucial stuff about his health and trying to get him fixed and everything like that. And, you know, I'm not going to explain his problems here if you haven't heard them before. But anyway, with that going on for the last couple of years, I have, I spend no time thinking about my pets. I spend zero time thinking about what my countertops look like or what kind of car I drive or any of the things of modern life. Zero. I mean, it just doesn't even enter my consciousness. Because I have base protecting my family stuff going on all the time. Right. And we have that as a society. We have no outside threat. We're not going to starve. So we spend a lot of time thinking about pets and music and TV shows and crap that just really isn't that important. Right. It, and we have the luxury of doing that. It's a, it is absolutely a luxury to get to do that. Yeah. But it's, it clearly takes you weird places. Yes. Well, as we've discussed, depression and anxiety are practically unknown in developing societies where you have to work all the time to feed yourself. Yeah. Um, that, the reason... There's I think, something there. <laughs> I think the reason years Which ago... Is not to say you're better off being starving. That's not my point. The reason years ago that uh, big sports figures made like $50,000... Well, part of it was they were getting screwed. But made like $50,000 a year and, and, you know, you could walk up on the day of the Super Bowl and buy a ticket. People had other things going on. Mm. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we couldn't get so into fluff. Crap that doesn't matter. You get the Great Depression going on and World War II or this, you know, the really survival stuff. 
Yeah. When that takes over your life, you don't have time for all this other crap. The idea of my cat runs my life, and then I'm going to take the time to find out where I get a bumper sticker that says that and put it on my car? I can't even imagine. <laughs> I think generally, Jack, people see them in gift stores and think, oh, I'd like that. Probably. But anyway, it's, it's, but so it's a luxury, and it takes you weird places. Yeah. It's a luxury that our, our, our highly developed societies, Europe's dealing with this, the United States is dealing with this. What do you do as a human being when you, all your base needs are met? Turn on each clearly. other like rats in a cage. You, you entertain yourself to death and mm. then turn on each other over, you know, the, uh, uh, what is that phrase we like from Nietzsche? The, the um, Oh, the uh, narcissism of small distinctions? Yeah. So it's the combination of turning on each other with the narcissism right. of small distinctions and then just entertaining ourselves to death. Those two yeah. things get together and that's what we do. Right. It's interesting. We're lucky that we get to do that. That we're not worried about... You know, a foreign invader or starving to death today. Which is not to say, if you're a simpleton, that we want that stuff. But no. it helps to know. No. You know, like they say, the, the only thing harder than failure is success. Because, you know, it makes you, turns you into a different person. Um, I'll run through some of the texts. It's good to be aware of the pitfalls of where you are. Some of the texts coming up on a variety of topics we've been talking about. 415-295-KFTC. Pitfalls is a funny word. We don't have a lot of pits to fall in in America either. Potholes. I mean, was there a time in history when there were so many pits around that it became a saying? Like every day. Help! Help! I'm down here! When you headed out to work. Don't fall in a pit, honey. Right. I'll keep an eye out for the pitfalls. (laughs) I don't know. What is the origin of that? See you tonight if you're not killed by highwaymen. (laughs) Wow. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The first major candidate event of the 2020 presidential campaign. Sanders, Harris, Warren, Klobuchar, Buttigieg. On the same stage, back to back. A CNN town hall event. Live from New Hampshire. I thought this was moderated by Anderson Cooper, Chris Cuomo, and Don Levin. A CNN town hall event. Monday night, starting at 7 Eastern, only on CNN. Okay, so wait a second. When is is that? This Monday night? Yep. And so, a bunch of the candidates in one stage? How's that not a debate? They're calling it a town hall event. Ah, well, there's your answer. You know, it's interesting. We, We have been complaining for years that debates are not debates, and they might be the single worst way to try to figure out what the candidates think about it. Anything. I'll ask him about the economy, her about China, and him but, but with about the, elementary but, schools. But this is the key point. They only get 45 seconds to tell right. you about it. <laughs> so, so it's always, it's been stupid for years. And then at the end, the who won, which is just nonsensical. Uh-huh. It's just the whole thing has been stupid. 
And I feel like, so so the DNC, in all their wisdom, wouldn't allow Fox to have a debate. Okay, fine. Now all their major candidates are going on Fox to have sit-down town halls, which are way better than a debate. Oh, they're great. In terms of informing the, the, the voting public. So yep. Yep. this is democracy fixing a problem that the parties couldn't fix. Gentlemen, this is democracy manifest. This is the free market fixing a problem the stupid parties couldn't fix because they were stuck on that moronic debate format. Don't let the stupid, stupid TV people off the hook. Right. They're in that, too. And so it looks like, so the debate schedule starts in June or whatever. Well, whatever, you're going to have the top candidates at a town hall on Monday. Don't bother with the so-called debates. They're idiotic. They are idiotic and have been for a long time. I'm happy to see this happen. I think like a constantly rotating... One to, you know, I mean, hmm. one candidate at a time is a little slow, but it's super informative. Uh, yeah, one to three candidates, just do it like w- w- twice a week. People could flip it on and, and or hear the echo chamber. Do that for a couple, two, three, four months. Debates Everybody would have a vastly better idea of who's who and what they believe. Debates have mostly always been overrated. I would say with the possible exception of Trump and Hillary, just because he was so damned unique. When it gets down to one-on-one, I think they're, they're okay. Because they have still, a chance to rebut each other and go back. I still would like a completely different format. Sure. Yeah, okay. Um, anywho, so San Francisco's got a poop problem. We've known that for quite a while, but guess what? It's getting worse. Yeah, and not like we're not like a sewage problem or pipes or, or recycling. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Hey, no, Michael, no. I'm going to go tell everybody. About how blank you are. <laughs> that's that's actually what I'm going to do. Wow. In just a minute. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to tell everyone about how shitty you are. That's wow. actually what I'm going to do. The gift that just keeps giving. About San that Francisco clip. in a few minutes. Yes. Got a couple of texts. You know where I got them? The text line. Hmm. Which is 415. Where do you get your phone calls? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> uh, the, uh, how about your mail? <laughs> the swimming pool. Um, 415-295-KFTC. <laughs> I'm just going to run through these. These came at various times during the show when we were having conversations. I don't want to really reset everything, but sure. hopefully they stand on their own. Immigration is where I depart with libertarians. They want to just open that B up and let people flow in. Me too. That's, that's like a, dumb textbook collegiate libertarian. I don't know. Cato's pretty big on it, and I usually agree with Cato. Yeah. I, I often, almost always love what Cato has to say, and I yeah. think they're completely crazy when it comes to immigration. I would agree. Um, I was talking about God's wrath. I've, I've been half joking about it being God's wrath, uh, setting a fire in, uh, to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I actually said it. Notre Dame. Notre Dame Cathedral. Notre Dame, Jack. Uh, wouldn't God's wrath be over the ongoing Catholic Church scandal rather than Europe turning away from God? As an emailer suggested. Yeah, if God was going to be mad about something, it'd be that. Hey, Catholics, how about you stop letting this happen? Notre Dame, French for Our Lady. Back to you. Uh, seems like I had more of these at the time. I don't remember. I got to the cat one. That was it. <laughs> Here's a nice email we got from uh, Stephen. Uh, Joe, you managed to state my angst in, concise, in a concise sentence, and I am truly grateful. The topic is, well, I'll just read it because he wrote it pretty well. Quote, this person would never have been able to reach my ears. That's it. That's why I hate the Internet. We spend our lives evolving spiritually, emotionally, and intellectually and surround ourselves with people who are worthy of the conversation that we want to have with others, not only for our own continued evolution, but for theirs as well. The Internet invites the unworthy into that circle and mucks it up. This is going to make it so much easier to ignore the morons. There you go. 
San Francisco's poop problem is getting worse. It's uh, been uh, pretty well documented that uh, there's a lot of poo there. Can I sum this up briefly for the plain spoken? People crap in the streets. Be- because there's so many homeless. That's literally really a lot of the deal there. Is a sick enough. The reported incidence of human feces in the streets has exploded from 5,500 eight years ago to 28,000 last year. I would say 5,500 was a pretty high number. Is that, I'm sorry, in a given year? You know how many times I've pooped on a city street in my life? Four. Well, think about it. Never. <laughs> Never. I could ask my parents, maybe as a two-year-old I possibly did, but I don't know. Um, but I never have. 5,500, and that just seems horrific. It was 28,000 last year, according to Business Inside Reports. Somebody hit their calculator. 28,000 divided by 365, please. Uh, good one. And that was just the number of incidents logged by the San Francisco Department of Public <laughs> yeah, Works. You said logged. <laughs> Meaning the true total is probably much higher than that. Oh, my gosh. That's almost certainly true. All the residents who arrived home to find that greeting them on their sidewalk got rid of it themselves. Sam- 77. 77 a day. Yep. That's plenty. San Francisco is one of the wealthiest cities in the country, but it has 25 public toilets for a homeless population of 7,500. Where are they going to go? I mean, that is pretty simple math. It's a reasonable question. Yeah. Uh, Not here is the answer. I've got a little more on that coming up. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, the Mueller report out, and yes, the worst is yet to, to come. We got another American. Not if I don't hear it. We got another American <laughs> brick and mortar icon downsizing big time and gearing up for 420. Oh, God. <laughs> Everybody smokes pot all the time. Yeah. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> I'm looking at this headline in the New York Post, which says, let me scroll up to it. Release of Mueller report finally sets Trump and America free. Yeah. Wow. I'm afraid that's not the case. I just looked on Axios. There's the seven takeaways from the Mueller report. Uh, one has to do with obstruction of justice. Two, the same. Three, the same. Four, obstruction of justice. Five, Mueller's team wasn't happy with Trump's written responses. Six, investigation did not establish Trump campaign members colluded with the Russian government, but the president's actions still may have influenced Russian actions. And seven, the media got a lot right in real time. Only in point six did they concede that there was no collusion. That was not one of their major takeaways. So the the, the two-year narrative of obviously the Russians stole the election with the help of Trump, that disappeared, and we've just... We're just not even acknowledging that was ever a thing. Exactly. Which is not a takeaway. Don't take that away. Yeah. News now with Marshall Phillips. Well, as you were saying, the Mueller report is out, but the post-release fight has indeed just begun. Last night on Fox, former Congressman Trey Gowdy warning. The next two years, unfortunately, for my fellow citizens, and I say that seriously, I am sorry for my fellow citizens, most of whom... Russia is not number one or number two on their list of concerns or the Russia investigation. They're going to be living with this, except in a worse way, for the next two years. Well, yeah, but only if you pay attention to it. I think it's moved into a new phase of purely partisan bickering and and allegations and counter-allegations and screeching. and It's 
all about fundraising. And I just, I'm not going to be party to it. There'll be more days that we'll have to decide how we want to handle it because Mueller's going to take, uh, you know, sit there and right. answer questions. Barr might be sitting there and answering questions. Uh, those days, I think, absolutely worthy of paying attention to. Three weeks of fevered speculation leading up to them? Not so much. There's talk of bringing in Eric Trump and asking him about the meeting and right. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the House Judiciary. You still got the battle over the taxes, which will probably go to the Supreme Court. Yeah. Yep. The House Judiciary Committee issuing a subpoena this morning for the full unredacted Mueller report, and they want it by May 1st. Democrat uh, Adam Schiff. Head of the House Intelligence Adam Schiff show, head of the House Intelligence Committee, saying obstruction for him is not off the table. If the special counsel, as he made clear, had found evidence exonerating the president, he would have said so. He did not. He left that issue to the Congress of the United States, and we will need to consider it. And now, how he is not a long ball hitter. And now, House Oversight <laughs> Committee uh, Chair. <laughs> Uh, Chair Elijah Cummings says his committee is going to do a deep dig after the release of the Mueller report. We're wondering whether the president, when he makes certain decisions, whether he make, he's making them in the interest of the American people or making them in the interest of himself. They're lining up the yes. March investigation. Good luck. Enjoy yourselves. So now, by the way, the word is that key members of Congress will be given a chance next week to see a less redacted version of that report. Republican. Is that going to matter much? Have you seen that uh, picture? We should tweet this. Or should it, did I tweet it out? I might have tweeted it out. I did tweet it out. Um, as a matter of fact, I was so, I was so sleepy while I was doing this. It's yes. like a dream. Mm. I tweeted out that picture of somebody took all the pages right. and laid them together, and then you can look at it, and it's almost entirely white. Mm-hmm. There aren't that many redactions compared to what we a lot of us thought it would be. Right. So I'm not sure the unredacted version is going to be that juicier, or much juicier. No. Juice, having more mm. juice. Having more juice, yes. <laughs> uh, from what I understand, the uh, higher-ups in Congress can see the classified stuff. They still don't get to see the grand jury testimony, though, or the innocent right. people or, right. or or ongoing investigations, I, but which my, is the bulk of it. But my, my, my point is, so when, when, they, what is your point? when they see the unredacted stuff, I'm not sure they're going to have to leak out anything that's a... You know, any monumental difference? Well, they'll make something up and leak it out. Ooh, that's we, a good one. We are talking about Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff show. Right. Adam bullshit. Right. Adam, are you shifting me? Schiff for brains. <laughs> right. Got the smallest, thinnest neck I've ever seen. <laughs> right? <laughs> Next week, the Justice Department will provide a secure reading room for the upper echelons oh, to review uh, the report. Yes, <sighs> You make it worse when you slow down and use your ominous voice. Yeah, because it's not ominous or exciting. (laughs) Tough room. (laughs) Tier 1 Imports planning to close more stores. Oh, no. Of course, they go to Pier 2. I love Tier 1. Over the years, I would go in there and get all kinds of bargains, you know? Where am I going to get my wicker basket chair? Exactly. Well, struggling home decor, a retailer says it could be shuttering as many as 145 locations. Is it just because wicker's not as in as it used to be? (laughs) I think they have non-wickers as well. Yeah, they've got like four-foot vases. It's funny, when I picture it, I just picture big wicker chairs and wicker <laughs> trunks. We have one of those. Now, I don't know if you ever tried it. Do you ever try any of uh, McDonald's premium sandwiches? I have. And? It was okay. Yeah, well, it, was, it was better better than their non-premium sandwiches. I'll say, say goodbye to them. Oh, that's just cruel. Fast food chain is dropping them all. So, yeah, but, yeah, it wasn't. I only did it once, yeah. so that means something right there, and that's probably mm. what a lot of people did. 
who thought, you know, it's it's better, but I don't know if I want to spend three extra dollars for it. Well, right. There are plenty of places to get a pretty solid sandwich. Yeah. I mean, it's there's no problem with McDonald's having it, but that's not why people are going. Right. Corporate America is starting, my friends, to embrace... Why am I going to McDonald's? It's hard to say. <laughs> Corporate America is starting to embrace 420, the marijuana holiday long recognized by pot enthusiasts around the world. Lyft, also Hitler's birthday. Lyft and Carl's Jr. are among the businesses outside the country's multi-billion dollar cannabis industry using April 20th to roll out marketing this year. On Saturday, Lyft will be offering a $4.20 credit on a single ride in select cities in the U.S. and Canada. So is 420 going to be to marijuana like Cinco de Mayo is to margaritas? Is that just yes, what it's going to yes. be? Yes, yeah. Yep. Clearly. Indeed. Already is. Carl's Jr. is going to be selling a burger with pickled jalapenos, pepper jack cheese, and a CBD sauce. I remember at the University of Illinois back in the day, it was called Hash Wednesday, which is an unfortunate uh, parallel given the week that we're, we're in. And I don't recall the date. It was in the springtime, though. Everybody would gather on the quad and violate the laws of God and man, yeah. smoking the marijuana. Yeah, I would stand at the edge of it chanting, yeah. drug fiends, drug fiends. <laughs> and putting on a sour face. Oh, yes. Yes, Carl's Jr. is going to be selling that burger at only one location, though. It will be sold at the store in Denver where the marijuana is legal. And that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I would wade into the crowd of junkies' heads, as they were called, and slap the marijuana right out of their hands. I got the hell beat out of me. <laughs> A lot. But it was worth it. If I saved only one soul that day, I'd be surprised. <laughs> Just a, a flurry of tie-dye and hacky right. sacks. Hey, right. Really. So if this isn't happening in your city, it might soon as the homeless problem grows in America for a variety of reasons. Um, The number of human poops that exist on the streets of San Francisco has exploded. And a little more on that coming up. Gross. It's very gross. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. So Saturday night, yet another mythical beast will enter our home and leave behind candy or, or gifts or whatever, as happens so often now, it seems, with the the Tooth Fairy, and obviously Santa, and the damned Leprechaun on St. Patrick's Day. Mm. And we got the Easter Bunny rolling in, breaking into our home, a B&E, uh, leaving chocolate chocolates behind. In the words of the great Don Henley, everything all the time. That's the 21st century. Mm. Used to be the Christmas specials, you watched them at Christmas, Jack, now they're always there. Right. Hmm? Life is ruined, in short. Yes. <laughs> Give up. <laughs> You have people pooing in the streets. You do. Hey, it's the uh, anniversary of the Great San Francisco Earthquake, which happened on April 18th in 1906. Oh, that's right. Which means we did our 100-year broadcast. I can't be. (laughs) 
Was that just, now that wasn't just three years ago. No, oh, 13, 13 years, years ago. ago. Okay, right. So 13 years ago, we did the 100-year anniversary with Nancy Pelosi for like a whole hour. Yep. In the uh, in the lobby of the uh, the fancy hotel. Yep. The Western St. Francis. Some people were mad at us for not yelling at Nancy and bringing up mm, politics, whatever. but it was a, you know. Shut it up. wasn't that occasion. Um, it so wasn't, uh, it wouldn't be right. Um, shut up, he says. <laughs> so, but they still got some people showing up to this thing. There's a handful really? of people that were alive the day of the earthquake. Wow! And they're still kicking around, so they'll show up to the big mm. celebration. There you go. Yep. Earthquake preparedness, Joe. It's under look. <laughs> um, also, there uh, was pe- something like 1.2 million earthquakes in California over the last 10 years. They're all tiny. But yeah, the ground's always shifting and a shaking on the West Coast. And there was the earthquake. 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 We're experiencing earthquakes. Earthquake. Please. Still happening. But it's true of relationships and tectonic plates. It's best to relieve a little little tension a little bit at a time. Don't we're, let it build up. We're experience an earthquake, please. She wasn't going to let that guy get all the credit. Well, no, she wanted to be seen as in charge. Right. He was grabbing the reins. Earthquake! Earthquake, people! I'm a man who reacts in a crisis. Still happening! And there was the earthquake. Earthquake! Earthquake! We're experiencing earthquake. Earthquake! Still happening. Yeah, I know. I can feel it, too. You've said earthquake eight times, Jim. (laughs) We get it. I can feel it, too. What is it, a tornado? I just Earthquake! I'm kidding. That was a joke. (laughs) I just don't have a microphone like you do. I hope a beam falls on your head. Earthquake, please. (laughs) Earthquake! Earthquake! What sort of reaction was she hoping for with that? Her experience in Earthquake, please. She was going to show that unlike Shout and Jim over there... She was calm. She was calm. She was together. She was going to lead the people. (laughs) Exactly. And I think everybody... I've never been in an earthquake. Uh, Well, not, not a bad one. I mean, we have been. But... Yeah, I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So f- f- several. Don't yeah. I feel it? Well, y- yeah. I don't, yeah. Rec- I don't recall. Yeah. Obviously, it didn't make much of an impression on me. Yeah. But if it never happened to be at the like the really bad place. But I'm guessing if yeah. you're in a, a in a, a substantial earthquake of any kind, your only thought is is this going to get tremendously worse? When can this end? Is the is the yeah. is everything going to fall on my head? So what was she hoping for with her? We're experiencing an earthquake, please. Just for her leadership to be recognized. Mm. When old Shouting Jim grabbed the mic. Earthquake! Earthquake! 28,000 recorded incidences of human poops on the street in San Francisco last year. 28,000 in a year. They think it's way more than that. And another people, a number of people were texting us, well, of course, if there are 75 homeless people, unless you think they don't <laughs> poop at least once a day, or they're finding a facility, which there aren't many of, there's only 25 public toilets, there's right. got to be way more than that. Can we just, like, you know, clamp seats to dumpsters? A little staircase up to there, and you just sit on the edge? The city's 311 number. Trying to bring solutions. The city's 311 number, which was set up for this sort of thing, gets about 75 calls about poop on the public streets every day. I'm sorry. For folks around the country, San Francisco has a there's poo on my street number, and it gets 75 calls a day. Back to you. See, this doesn't just happen everywhere, you realize. It doesn't just happen everywhere. There are many cities where that just doesn't happen at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Guardian, which is a, a newspaper that says this sort of thing, describes <laughs> the problem as, quote, the symbol of a human tragedy. 
the catastrophic, socially destructive effects of unchecked inequality. Oh, that's one interpretation of it. Right. There's and, also a city, like so many on the West Coast, that have tried all compassion and no uh, order. And have given away so much stuff to homeless people that you've attracted way more than you could possibly accommodate. Right, exactly. Which is a problem. I don't understand what you do. I mean, because if you provide services, you end up with more. Right. If you provide services for homeless, you end up with more homeless. And the more services you provide, the more you get. And the... Uh, the more need there is. If you don't provide services, and I know this is true, I've talked to people who are involved in this world. If you don't provide services in your town, which seems so cold-hearted, the homeless people go somewhere else, mm. for the most part. Mm. So what do you do? Um, they want more public toilets. He wants at least, uh, the, the people who are arguing for this, want at least ten more pit-stop public toilets in the area. Five of them open all night long. And says street cleaners should be issued equipment to deal with poop in the streets themselves instead of having to call uh, the poop patrol. May, or maybe not sign street cleaners. That's not what the job description was at the time. There is a poop patrol, a team that rides around in a vehicle equipped with a steam cleaner. What's that vehicle look like? Is it like the Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile? <laughs> I hope not. Similar, yes. That That's a poor idea. In fact, they just they just got one of the old ones and painted it. <laughs> oh, boy. That's not helpful. That's just un- it's just it's, it's, it's really it's just so unbelievable gross. that this is going on in yeah. the year 2019 in a modern city, one of the great cities on the planet. And it's all over town too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to watch your step everywhere. Oh, it's awful. It's gross. This is a disgusting uh, conversation and I'm glad it's over. <sighs> I don't so Bob Dylan went crazy on stage the other day cuz uh everybody's taking his picture all the time. And it was, for some reason, with their their phones, obviously. And he stopped was in the it middle a concert? Of, yeah, he okay. stopped in the middle of blowing in the wind after one verse and said, Take pictures or don't take pictures. We can either play or we can pose, okay? <laughs> I wonder why it bothered him. Flashes? Prior to that, he said something very similar into the microphone that's hard to discern. Well, yes. Uh, he's <laughs> then a... stepped backwards in an angry huff, tripped over a guitar monitor, and nearly hit the floor. And he's an old guy. That would have been bad. You wouldn't think at this point much could get under Bob Dylan's skin on stage. Right. Well, yeah, he's, he's he doesn't have a lot of patience, as you know. You've read, you know, the same stuff I've read. He doesn't have a lot of patience for the bullcrap. I think it's since he won the Nobel Prize for literature, he's all uppity. <laughs> Thinks he's better than that. You'd think the Nobel Prize winner for literature would come up with something more literate than take pictures or don't pick, take pictures. <laughs> Literally 50 million pictures of me in a world. <laughs> what the hell is the point? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> hey, kids, it's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. Those kids are going to be happy when the Easter Bunny comes. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the squad, huh? Wrap things up. Marshall Phillips, your final thought. Well, I'm gearing up for Easter uh, this year in a different way. I'm packing up some chocolate bunnies, some eggs, and some wine, and going over to a young lady's house tomorrow to help her prepare. Fantastic. How yeah. giving of you. Yes. I hope it's a resurrection of your libido. Michelangelo, your final thought. Yeah, if you're in an Easter egg hunt, parents, you fall down, you trip, you let the little kids get the eggs. It's all about little kids this holiday. Any Easter egg hunt that you're in, just fall down. Oh, God. Don't be one of those parents that grabs no, eggs kidding. from kids. If, if you, you have want, to tell yeah. them, they already are. If you want some chocolate adults, stop at the store today and buy some, it, you idiots. It'll be 50% off on Monday. Positive, Sean. A final thought? 
Yeah, too much yesterday means I was operating somewhere in the 65 percentile range today. Uh, pretty much just dead weight. I appreciate you guys throwing me in the backpack and carrying me to the finish line. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I've been hungover before. I know that feeling. Mm. Um, Jack, final thought for Yes, us? Easter Sunday. I'm lucky enough to have uh, two kids in the prime uh, Easter Bunny zone still. Probably for not much longer. So mm. the Easter Bunny will be coming. My wife and I'll be up late with our little plastic eggs sticking candy in there and they might be too old for Matchbox cars now. I don't know. Nobody's too old for Matchbox cars. My final thought, shout out to my peeps in Alaska that I called a fake state the other day. Just, oh. you know, me being silly. Al in Los Anchorage with a shout out. Plenty of libertarians, independent thinkers in uh, Alaska, he tells me. And Christian from Alaska says, uh, well, I'd like to set the record state. Yes, we do listen to the show, although it comes across in Morse code and the polar bears keep chewing on the Ethernet cables. <laughs> Thanks for the notes, fellas. Will you be eating any peeps this uh, Sunday? I doubt this it. This Easter season? I doubt it very seriously. Hmm. If I come across any, I'll eat them, though. Somebody buy Best Joe some ever. peeps. Oh, they're exquisite. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us anytime you want. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Have a joyous Easter weekend, my friends. Good Friday. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Valeria, oh, and from Max Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. The little cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow. I'd be in heaven still doing this show. Armstrong and Getty.